Praise the Lord. Our God is good. Everlasting Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you this afternoon. Lord, as we return thanks to you, Most High, for the good things that you have done for this church and for each one of us. Lord, we are conscious of the fact that you love us so dearly, that you are faithful to your word. Everything works for good for those that love God. Father, we have seen it in the life of our sister. At every step, you are in control. You caused things to happen when you knew that was the right time. Thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you this afternoon, God, because you are here to bless each one of us, to lift us up from that muddy clay in which we are. Father, to enthrone us into a place of praise and joy. We give you honor and glory. In Jesus' name, we are prayed. Praise the Lord. Personally, I'm very happy to be back to the bread of life. I said personally. (laughs) Praise the Lord. I said personally because I know some of you maybe you don't have any reason why you should be happy in this church. <laughs> but for me, those of you joining me, say for me, for me, I am happy. Because I know what God can do through these brethren. Amen. Briefly, I was at home. Don't envy me for my usual two months holiday. And I set off with the family, knowing that we are going to have a very good time. And when we arrived, a few days after, we began to meet a lot of diseases around. (laughs) Praise the Lord. And so there were issues that uh, concerned health. But uh, when I raised that back here in Muscat, because I know people pray, I raised it back to the church and said, please stand with us in the prayers. I want to thank God for those who are faithful in that request. God intervened in a miraculous way. My parents who are in a very uh, compromising situation, by the time we left, they were all. Could see them walk around their compound and I was so grateful to God. Maybe you don't understand, but uh, Kenyans have got a very interesting habit. Two years back, they were told to change their passports to the new generation. But the mistake that was made was that they were told the deadline will be September 2019. So uh, our culture is that we always wait until the last minute. (laughs) So even those ones who live close by the stations who are waiting. We who are outside the country, we were also waiting for that September. <laughs> so it came to a point that things were so serious. We have two months in which we have to process, but there are people who have submitted their applications three months earlier, and then this officer said, it is first come, first serve. I said, even in hospitals we have 
ICU, emergency unit. <laughs> they looked at first come, first serve. So if you have your emergency, it should have come much earlier than this. <laughs> but I thank God through, through all that, God was faithful. And uh, within a very short time, we saw our, for us, the group that came from Muscat, our passports were done very quickly. For my daughter, who was supposed to confirm that she's a Kenyan and eligible for the services from the government, it had to take a longer process. But by Tuesday this week, we thank God, every document that we expected to be done had been completed. So we thank God so much. I know those of you who come from organized societies, you don't really know why I'm appreciating God for this. But those who share with me this nationality, they know what it means. And those who come from such similar situations. I know our time has really moved, but I want us to share this, this afternoon on the subject of the joy of salvation. The joy of salvation. And... Uh, <clears throat> I know in most cases, sometimes we tend to confuse these things. It's not very easy to get a clear demarcation uh, between happiness and joy. They seem to be the same thing, praise the Lord. But deeply looking at it, you begin to realize that one is different because the Bible says the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, <laughs> Praise the Lord. But if you look at the, all that list, you don't see happiness. Praise the Lord. You don't see happiness. You see joy. Is that true? So that means there's a distinction. God has clearly put a distinction between joy and happiness. So I would like just to quickly say happiness is a temporary emotional good feeling. Uh, it's if I give you, if I gave you uh, Orbit, you know Orbit? The chewing gum? After you've chewed, uh, you, you're happy. Kenneth gave me a sweet. But after two minutes, if I was stretching my hand, I knocked you with my elbow, you flip-flop immediately. And you question why I am knocking you. You forget the Orbit I gave you. So that's how happiness operates. It just fluctuates. It depends on the environment around. Praise the Lord. It, it, it depends on what is going on around us. The circumstances that we are going through. Maybe your team scores fast. If you are a soccer lover, it scores fast. You are feeling very good. And then two minutes after the other, bang, bang, bang. Three goals, one. Again, you feel you are low. Are you getting it? So it's, it's always that I know Brother Vipin resonates with this so much because of his football skills. <laughs> and that's one thing that made me to move away from being a diehard fan in football. Because we played the match before the stadium and each one of us arrived at the stadium knowing that we have won. Because we knew how to field the teams and we knew if this squad is there then we are winning. And actually they read our squad and then we'll know that we are winning. But 15 minutes into the game, 
the things were different because we are not there to influence what was happening. You can wish that he should have kicked the ball, but he kicks a pass and then... That is how happiness works. It disappoints, it elates us, it makes us feel good that way. That was not the intention of God for your life. Praise the Lord. The intention of God is that you may have joy. Now the difference between joy and peace, I've said the basic one is that one is a fruit of the Spirit. And once the Spirit is in fruit, you know, it's something that is it's always growing, it's always there. Because he is inside you, so that fruit will be there. Praise the Lord. Now, it doesn't matter. You know, if you look at a mango tree, whether it is shining bright or whether it's raining, the mango is still growing and becoming better. Isn't that true? Praise the Lord. Any fruit that we see growing on a tree, it doesn't matter whether it is raining or it is shining very hot, as long as the fruit is there, at the end of the day we will go and enjoy the fruit. It, it is already there. Praise the Lord. Unless something else just comes in to pluck it off from the tree. But I don't think in the spiritual realm that is the possibility that we are looking at. So I'm saying joy is something that is there, has got some cons- uh, is, is a constant in our lives as children of God. And I have said the joy of salvation. Uh, I'm just trying to put up some background. Salvation uh, implies that you've been, uh, you've been redeemed from a situation. Eh? If, if once I talk of salvation, the connotation is that there was some trouble somewhere, there was some difficult moment somewhere, and you've been saved, you've been redeemed, you've been set free. So this title basically tells you that there is joy after you have been redeemed. And I'm saying that joy is, has got a permanency in its nature. It comes and resides within. It does not matter what you begin to experience later, but it stays for some time. Praise the Lord. It continues manifesting itself in our lives. Now the problem is, sometimes if you are not conscious of the joy that is inside you, you may not really benefit from it. It's like somebody who's made vast investments, has got a lot of resources in stocks, in bonds, in accounts. The money is there, but he has not got to access it. He's not different from the person who doesn't have money in his pocket. The mere fact that you are telling me I've got a lot of money in the bank, but you are not having food in your house, does not make you satisfied. And that is why I want to remind all of you that you see there was this gentleman, Steve Jobs. Eh? Steve Jobs? Yeah, if you remember the last words that he said, you know, those who are in IT might have been so keen to listen, but for me, I just got a few things. And, and it was, I may not remember everything, but the way he said, there are many things that his money could do for him, but the disease that was in his body, he could not rent somebody to carry it for him. There was no possibility to rent. So 
that's the kind of aspect that we have. You know, the money could be a resource, but it doesn't help you unless you access it. And there are some things also money may not be able to set you free from. But I am talking about something that comes and resides within you. Joy. Something that becomes part of your nature. It doesn't matter what you are going through. There is still joy inside. Somebody has slapped you, yes, as a human being you are feeling pain. You feel bad. But for the moment you reflect over the joy that you have, you find that thing, the bitterness, is kind of vanishing from your life. Because something unique has happened in your life. That is why I feel we should share about this issue of joy because it's fundamental. And I will show you that there's something very unique about joy that the Bible has said in Philippians 4.4. 4. Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. From the Amplified Version, the Bible says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Then it has said, Delight, take pleasure in him. Again, I will say, rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say, rejoice. Now, all of us know the commandments that God has given to us. Uh, Anybody who has read anywhere where the Bible says, do not murder, and again I say, do not murder. Do not steal, and again I say, do not steal. You know, this is a command actually. This was rejoice. And again I say rejoice. It's not like um, I think you may rejoice and again you may rejoice. No. It is like it's a command the Bible is telling us. Rejoice and again I say rejoice. So it's a unique command that the word of God gives to you and to me. If you go down further in those verses, you'll begin to discover why God is saying rejoice, and again I say rejoice. This verse was not written by somebody who was having some uh, chips somewhere and fish on a beach. No. This verse, the revelation came to somebody, not who was watching some football or some cricket wrestling somewhere. No. He was in a prison. And the revelation comes... And he says, you know you are a prisoner, but tell these people, rejoice. And again I say, rejoice. So it's a, it's a contradiction really. The person you are supposed to be telling, uh, cheer yourself in the Lord, is the one who is telling you, rejoice. And again I say, rejoice in the Lord. So that means God had a purpose to instruct you and me to have to be a partaker of this joy. And this joy that comes as a result of our salvation. Because it sets us free from many things. I know there are many reasons why many of us who are born again this morning may say, but Kenneth, do you know what I'm going through? Do you know what I'm experiencing? Do you know what I've been through for the last one week? You, can, you cannot be serious when you are telling me that I should listen to this word rejoice. And again I say rejoice. But I'm saying, whoever it was revealed to was a prisoner. Not because he had committed any sin, but because he was preaching the word of God. 
And he had been put in incarceration because of that. Now, if I were to ask here, probably we are about uh, uh, 150 seated. If I were to ask, give a paper and say, write down the reasons why. I know you are not happy, but write down the reasons why you feel you, are not, you should not be happy. Now, it, it will take me a week to read through because everybody will be writing five, six reasons. Because they want to... They want to really explain why they should not be happy. Praise the Lord. But if I told them, can you write for me two reasons why you need to be happy? Why should I write? Because I'm not happy. Those kind of things. But I want to thank God because the instruction that has been given was so plain and it was meant for you and for me. Our focus this morning, I would like us to deal mainly with not the failure of obeying this instruction, but with the benefits of obeying this instruction of cheering ourselves up, making ourselves happy, making ourselves joyful, tapping into the joy of salvation. Praise the Lord. Because it's something that we need to experience every time. And when it is absent, it is your duty and my duty to begin to sit down and ask, Oh my soul, why are thou downcast inside me? Why are you not happy in the presence of God? Because if we are truly the children of God, then His presence abides in us. And that presence must of necessity shower us with this joy in every circumstances. Praise the Lord. So that is what I'm not here to tell you you are not happy so you have done something wrong, but I'm here to tell you there is a chance for you to make yourself happy. And it's a choice that you can make in your life. There is a possibility for you to turn things around in your life and make yourself happy. I don't know how many of you would like to be sad the rest of the week. Be careful. If you are dozing, you may raise up your heart. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Is there anybody here who can choose that starting from tomorrow... They want to be sad throughout the week. I doubt. Everybody would like to be happy. Everybody would have, like to be joyful, to enjoy the gift of salvation that they have been given. Now, I'm going to go through a few examples. First Samuel chapter 1, verse 20, we read about Hannah who is searching for a child. But now God has visited her. It came about in due time after Hannah had conceived that she gave birth to a son, she named him Samuel, saying, Because I have asked for him from the Lord. Praise the Lord. A lady was bitter in her life because she was not being blessed with a child. Yes, there was some disappointment in her heart because this was happening. But one thing I thank about Hannah, she never forgot that she had a God. Praise the Lord. She never forgot that she was having the living God. And so she used to frequent going to the place of worship. I believe some of us are in the same situation. We've been calling upon God for various situations in our lives. And probably everybody around is mocking and laughing at us. You've gone to church all these years. You've claimed your God is able to do all these things. You've been worshipping and telling us how God is wonderful. 
but how come your God is not doing these things in your life? But I want to tell you, the joy that you'll experience in the end will be greater. God sometimes holds things back so that you may really appreciate His love for you. Praise the Lord. It is not a mistake. Whatever happens in our lives is never an accident at all. God has got a purpose for that happening. What you need to seek, God, how can I get my joy from this circumstance? How can my soul be joyful in this circumstance? And this lady, being in the situation in which she was, one thing that I, I love about her is that she was faithful. They were going there and praying. Praise the Lord. She would shed her tears before God and tell him how she feels. She was not hiding. And I hope you do not go to God and restrain yourself from saying what you really feel. That is why it is good. You know Jesus said, go in the inner closet. You know, that's where you pour your heart to God. Here sometimes, if pastor says, each one of us pray, you know, you look around, uh, this one I will not say loudly. So you just, and it is over. But in the inner place of your own, you've chosen a place of prayer where there's no disturbance. That's where you are before your father. There's no shame. Tell him your feelings. Let him crush every negativity in your heart and prepare your heart for that joy that is about to pour in your heart. Praise the Lord. The name Samuel, in some explanations they say, heard by God. You've been heard by God. Praise the Lord. I believe there is somebody here who is saying, I'm going to have my Samuel in this coming week. I want God to hear me in my situation this coming week. I will have my Samuel. The same way Hannah cried and said, I want a Samuel. I want a Samuel. For I have asked from God, and God has heard my cry. It shall be so for you as you trust in God. Praise the Lord. In Samuel, 1 Samuel, chapter 2, verse 1, after Hannah has received the Samuel, we begin to see what it means for God to visit you. Because she begins to see the kind of joy that God had stored for her because of withholding the child from her. Hannah prayed, 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 1, Hannah prayed and said, My heart rejoices and triumphs in the Lord. Hallelujah. When are you going to tell God, my heart rejoices and triumphs in you because of the situation you are facing? I want to present to you the good news that Jesus Christ is always available. He's waiting for you to receive your answer to your prayer, to receive a blessing in your circumstance, to heal your wounds so that you may rejoice and be triumphant in Him. Praise the Lord. And she, saw, she, she continues to say, My horn, which in this Bible, the Amplified Five, they, they say strength. So you can say, My strength is lifted up in the Lord. My mouth has opened wide to speak boldly against my enemies, because I rejoice in your salvation. Praise the Lord. She has been redeemed from that state of shame. The reproach over her life has been rolled away. Because God has intervened on her behalf. 
And for that reason, this lady has got a, a reason to raise up her voice, to rejoice before God. And it's a song that she has come up with. Nobody taught her this song. But because it is bubbling from deep within, the joy that is deep within her is bubbling. It gives her words to say, I rejoice in the Lord. I have triumph in you. My strength is lifted in you. Praise the Lord. There is no one holy like the Lord. There is no one besides you. There is no rock like our God. Verse 3, do not go on boasting so very proudly. She's telling those that were boasting to her. Do not let arrogance come out of your mouth. For the Lord is a God of knowledge. And by him actions are weighed, examined, or examined. The, the bows of the mighty are broken. But those who have stumbled equip themselves with strength. You see, this somebody is encouraging herself now. She has begun to see the joy of receiving and being close to God. So she's encouraging her soul. My soul, know that you are down there. You are defeated. But even those who are strong, they have got mighty weapons. They may be crushed. But for you who stumbled, God is going to lift you up. And I pray that God may lift you up. To us, verse 5, there's something very interesting that she says. But to those who are hungry, hungry sees, even the barren woman gives birth to seven. But she who has many children with us away. You can trust God for your seven blessings this morning. She didn't have any child, but she's speaking into her life what God is able to do. Because she has begun to taste the joy of trusting in the Lord. And the joy of salvation is coming, being manifest in her life. Praise the Lord. Joseph, Genesis 41. The story of Joseph we have been told since our Sunday school days. And it is always ever interesting. The more you read it, the more you meditate over it, you see God's hand ministering to the needs of people. Verse 9, then the chief, 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 sorry, then the chief cupbearer spoke to Pharaoh, Pharaoh, saying, I would mention my faults today. Verse 10, two years ago, Pharaoh was angry with his servants, and he put me in, in confinement in the house of the captain of the guard, both me and the chief baker. We dreamed a dream on the same night, he and I, each of us dreamed according to significance, sorry, to the interpretation of his own dream. Now there was with us, there was with us in the prison a young man, a Hebrew servant, to the captain of the guard, and we told him, and he interpreted our dreams for us, to each man according to the significance of his own dream. And just as he interpreted the dreams for us, so it happened. I was restored to my office as the chief cupbearer and the baker was hanged. Praise the Lord. Now, I've just read that so that it gives us some background. Those of us who have read this, uh, the history of Joseph, we know what really happened. 
This is a man who received a promise very many years ago. Probably at the age of 15, 16, 17 day. He could have received that, that vision of who God wanted him to be. But the devil came in between to try and destroy that, that promise in his life. And probably some of us find ourselves in that situation. We know where God wants us to be. But many years have passed by, we seem to be struggling in one spot. It's like a vehicle that is stuck in the mud, it's just, the wheel is rotating. We are using a lot of energy, we are doing all that we can, but we can't find ourselves proceed ahead. I'm not just talking in the secular line, but even in our spiritual lives, we could be in a position where our desire is to be somewhere, to be doing something for God, and we know it is burning deep within us, but somewhere along the line, we find that things are not progressing as we so desired. But I want to tell you, there is a time that God will remember you. And probably it's as soon as you begin to realize, you don't need to focus on the negative things in your life. You need to begin to look at what God has prepared for you and go for it. Joseph had all the opportunity to complain. God, you promised me this. Why, why was I thrown in the pit? God, you promised this to me. Why was I sold to these Egyptians? God, I was doing good work in Potiphar's house. Why was I imprisoned? He had every reason that he could complain about to God. But there's no record where Joseph raised his voice or expressed bitterness on what was happening to him. That means his focus remained to the things of God. Praise the Lord. And even here, after serving these people, they tended, the man forgot about him. But a situation arose where he remembered. Praise the Lord. And God will cause things, people in your life to remember. Many are the things that you have done, much in the service that you have offered to God. But God will cause things and situations to work out so that people will remember there was a man of God in this case, in this situation. And they will remember you and lift you up. Praise the Lord. Just in the life of Joseph, we begin to realize that God immediately, at the age of 30, things start taking a different direction. The man is promoted. He's given a wife. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Maybe he did not even plan to have a wife at that time. But you see, when the blessings of God come, they come in, in multiple measures. Praise the Lord. You, some of them, you did not plan for them. I believe in the prison, the least thing that Joseph ever imagined, that he will ever be released, he will ever be given a chance to look for a wife, he will ever be given an opportunity to serve in such a high place. But when God decided, it's time for my child to rejoice, it's time for my child to be happy, to be joyful, to know what I have for him. He released it in multiple measures. Praise the Lord. Manasseh was born. The name of Manasseh, forget my toils and the father's household. Praise the Lord. Forget your toils. You will have a Manasseh in your life. Praise the Lord. There will be a moment of Manasseh in your life when you forget your past and begin to see what God is doing in your life. Praise the Lord. And when this man began to see this, again, God blessed him with Ephraim. Praise the Lord. 
And Ephraim, the meaning fruitful in the land of the afflictions. Praise the Lord. So that means there will be an eye Ephraim immediately after your Manasseh. And you will be more fruitful than you have ever been. And God will lift you up. I pray that each one of us will leave this place trusting God for a Manasseh, a Joseph moment in your life, a Manasseh moment in your life, an Ephraim moment in your life, in which God will lift you up. Praise the Lord. Moses is another example. Exodus 15. Then Moses and the children of Israel sang this song to the Lord, singing, I will sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and its rider he has thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. This my God, I will praise him. My Father's God, I will exalt him. And the Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. You know, Listen to those, boy, those words. It's like a song. Praise the Lord. It tells you this person has experienced a victory somewhere. And this comes immediately after they have crossed the Red Sea. This is a man who is leading a multitude uh, um, of people. They reach a point and everybody is looking out to him to make decisions. The sea is before him. The enemy is coming from behind. Even if it is Kenneth, he will panic. And I can, I can tell you, many times I've panicked when I reach such situations. And do you know the mistake I make? How many want to know? Hey, you want to know mine, you don't want to know yours. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Many times we reach this position, and that's when our plan B comes into action. The problem with the children of God, we are walking parallel. God's plan and your plan is always running, competing, competing for every opportunity. Even those children who skate, these days, I think they have one board only which they skate. They jump onto that and they skate on that one board. They don't have two boards and skate like... <laughs> Praise the Lord. I know that those shoes they do, I have never risked, I don't want to. But I'm saying... If we be a single-minded people and know this is our God in whom we trust, we will see him take us through from one point of hurdle to another. God will see us victorious in many situations. Praise the Lord. Verse 11 is very interesting. It says, Who is like you among the gods? You know that song? Who is like you among the gods? Oh Lord, who is like you? Majestic in holiness, awesome in splendor, working wonders. You stretch out your right hand, the sea swallowed them. That will be your song in the coming weeks. Amen. The frustrations you have had, you will not see them anymore. Amen. Because God will have nullified everything in your life and you will be lifted up. Praise the Lord. The anxiety that he had was removed. He had gone. Praise the Lord. I'll kind of just read out some things that I feel before I hand over the meeting, we should be able to have them. How do we maintain the joy of salvation? You know, David said, restore unto me the joy of my salvation, which means he had lost that joy. 
So there are things that can cause you to lose the joy. But I don't want to focus on that because if you have already lost, it's of no interest to know why you lost. It's in your interest to know how you can regain that joy. Praise the Lord. One, be in His presence. Psalm 16:11. Be in His presence. But don't start from verse 11. Start from verse 1 and go on and read. Psalms chapter 16, read from verse 1, go on. And you will see why it is important for you to be in the presence of God. Because the joy will always be there. Number two, have the assurance that you are born again. Have the assurance that you are born again. Praise the Lord. Psalms 32, blessed is he whose transgressions is forgiven and whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord does not impute wickedness and in whose spirit there is no deceit. Praise the Lord. If you continue to read, you will see other things that God will minister to you. Verse number three, allow for your deliverance. Psalms 35, allow for your deliverance. The things that you see repeating in your life, you pray, you fast, but they are repeating. Those are things that you need to be delivered from. And the joy will come. They only serve to frustrate you. But if you tell God, I want these things out of my life, and sincerely and honestly go before Him, the joy will be restored. Abide in God. John 15, 9 onwards. Abide in God. John 15, 5 be prayerful. John 16:23. Be prayerful. Be prayerful. In verse 24 it says, "But now ask and keep asking, and you will receive, so that your joy may be full and complete." Number 6, avoid squabbles in the church. Avoid squabbles. Philippians 4:1 to 6. Some of you have joined this religion of Yodia. Some of you have joined the religion, religion of Sintach. That is why you are complaining around in the church and you have no joy. The Bible is saying, remove, come out of them. And verse 4, which pastor was reading to uh, Brother Sankar, uh, which uh, Brother Cloudy was reminding Brother Sankar, but it's not for Sankar alone, it's for all of us. Praise the Lord. Be gentle, gracious, unselfish, merciful, tolerant, and patient. And you will find yourself with a joy. Let me stop there. I see our time is gone. But I want to say, in, in finishing, finally, believers, whatever is true, say whatever is true, whatever is honorable, and worthy of respect, whatever is right, and confirmed by God's word, whatever is pure and wholesome, whatever is lovely and brings peace, whatever is admirable and of good repute, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, 
Think continually on these things. May God bless you so much. Church, let's stand as we bring this service to a close. And as we come to the end of this service, we don't forget what we have heard, but I want you to think for a minute. Do you have the joy of the Lord? We're not talking about happiness. Brother gave us the definition, the illustrations. But the question that you have to ask and you have to answer is simply this. Do you have the joy of the Lord in you today? Don't ask your friend. You ask yourself. Joy is an attitude of the heart. It is not dependent on circumstances. Do you have the joy of the Lord? It does not depend on whether you have a job or you don't. It doesn't depend on whether you have a visa or you don't. It doesn't depend on whether you have money in the bank or, or you don't. It doesn't depend whether your kidneys are failing or they aren't. Joy is an attitude of the heart. Do you have the joy of the Lord? I can't answer that for you. I have to answer it for myself. And the title of the message was the joy of salvation. So the second question I want us to answer today is this. Do you know the Lord today as your personal savior? Do you know the Lord today as your personal savior? Because joy is when you know that your sin is washed away. Joy is when you know that you are no longer called a sinner. Luke 10 verses 19 and 20 says this. Behold, and these are the words of Jesus Christ. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on servants, serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Today, can you say that you can rejoice because your names are written in heaven? Do you have a doubt? Turn to God. We have heard about the joy of the Lord. Talk to Him right now. Let that be your nature. Tell Him, 
it's not about things happening around me it's not about when people come and stab me in my back it's not about when things don't go right with me but i just want to enjoy being in the presence of the lord i just want to feel happy in every situation i just want the joy of the lord to flow through my heart talk to god tell him that god with you i am the happiest person on earth god with you i am just so blessed tell him that tell him that talk to god right now express yourself to him let the joy of the lord overflow you let it just well out of you that when people see you they know it is the joy of the lord you are not putting on an act this is not a drama session it is the joy of the lord which is working in you and through you father we thank you lord we thank you lord that in you we have the joy yes father without you we are nothing and nobody and our life would be full of misery but in you lord knowing that our names are written in heaven knowing lord that you are here with us right now knowing lord that my hand is in your hand lord i thank you lord that your joy is in me Father God I thank you Lord that today you have told us to rejoice in you Lord Father And Father God we are blessed We are glad that we came to the house of the Lord this day Thank you Father for your servant whom you have used Lord Father Father God we pray Lord that you will anoint him the more Lord Father bless him with your words that he can bring them across to us Lord Pray Lord that you will bless him and his family Lord Father. We thank you Lord Father for everything that you worked in his life during the past few days as he as he testified to us Lord. And we pray Lord that you will continue to bless him his family and make them a blessing unto us Lord. Be with each one of us Lord Father as we step out now Lord. And may our words be words of joy as we share with each other Lord Father. May your joy overflow us in our conversation Lord. Father we thank you for this time we thank you for this day we give all glory to you in Jesus name we pray amen, amen. let's share the grace may the grace of our lord jesus christ the love of god and the fellowship of the holy spirit be with us all now and forevermore amen surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives and we shall dwell in the house of the lord forever and ever Amen.